not just a belief of mine. It's a real knowing. Knowing that we can take what we love to do, whether it's baking, sewing, painting, whatever lights you up, then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do. As author of What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60, discovering your core and also your gift is your niche, it has been my life's work to help others, just like you and me, to discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week, I will have deep, rich conversations with real-life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Well, I'm just thrilled today to have my guest, Linda Benz, on our one of our very first podcasts. And why did I choose Linda? Oh, not just because she's a colleague of mine and that I've known her for years, but she's a dear friend. And so this is going to be a very pleasant conversation that we get to share with you, the audience. I've been wanting to introduce Linda to all of you for a very long time. I'm going to start with an introduction of Linda. I I really love this introduction, Linda, and I don't know if you wrote it or somebody else did, but it really explains who you are. Linda Benz is an accomplished energy coach. She has always been very introverted and highly sensitive and a very empathetic person, and she understands how it can be so difficult to thrive in a world where you're seen as being very different. Well, Linda, just a hint in there. I'm glad you are different because I like your difference. (laughs) Linda was not expected to succeed, but she has overcome so many challenges, including divorce, being homeless and in debt. And Linda surpassed everyone's expectations, especially her own. That says a lot, Linda. Mm -hmm. Her mission is to help professional women love themselves in their life by releasing the invisible emotional energy and pain that makes them feel unhappy and stressed no matter what they do to help themselves. You know, that is such a noble mission, Linda, and I can't wait to come back to what the invisible emotional energy is all about. But I just welcome you to the podcast, and thank you so much for being here with your wonderful intelligence. Oh, thank you, Patricia. It is always my greatest pleasure to talk with you, so I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, well, here we go. Uh, You know, one of the things I decided on the podcast is I want to ask a couple of the same questions of every single guest because it's going to be their answer, I should say, is going to be unique to them. And so the first question, Linda, is where were you raised and what were you like as a little girl? (laughs) It's interesting to think back on that because it's not something I ever think about. It, It was actually quite hard to, to to think about this but I I was born in Singapore actually because my dad was in the Air Force um, so I, I was born in Singapore then we moved back to England and I think when I was two or three something like that we went back to Singapore again for another couple of years and then back to England again um, my parents split up and and divorced and then we moved to a different area in England where I lived with my mother. Um, I had a have a hard time remembering really what I was like there's a lot I don't 
remember about my childhood and and who I was or what I was like I think because it was painful I one thing I do remember this is when my parents were still together and we were in England I, I remember coming home with a school report that talked about what a delightful child I was how happy I was and just just you know really gentle kind happy child that really changed I think um, after my parents split up because I, I shut myself down. I learned how to shut myself down because my mother was, um, <clears throat> she was very angry and bitter about the split, about the divorce. And a lot of that she took out on me. Now I do understand that. It must've been incredibly stressful for her at the time. And, you know, to have someone close to her that she had to take care of that she who she didn't understand at all <laughs> must have been very stressful but it was it made it very hard um, obviously I felt very misunderstood and I just wanted to be accepted but I wasn't um, so what I learned to do was to shut down all aspects of myself and my personality I just showed up and went through the motions I, I suppose you could say so that's what I was like as a child. Yeah, it just wow. is an example of how you can be one thing and then change into something else. Yeah, I think I think the thing that I heard from that is if you're not accepted by your mom, your parents, your world can yeah. turn upside yes. down for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a real shame. And, you know, as you're saying that, what you were like as a little girl, um, I, I just realized that I might be opening a Pandora's box for a lot of us that maybe didn't have great childhoods or, uh, but would you say you, as a little girl, you were a leader or a follower? Um, as a child, I was definitely a follower. Well, I, I just, I didn't want to be seen. I, I, I learned how to become mm-hmm. invisible. Mm-hmm. I was very good at it. Um, which served me at the time I had to learn how to, to let go of that later on in life because it definitely didn't serve me. I mean, I, I liked to be alone. I read a lot. I just constantly was mm-hmm. reading. Um, I would spend a lot of time in my room reading. I knew I loved animals. We did have a dog and I just adored our dog. And I, you know, I just knew I wasn't like other people and I didn't fit in. I just really kind of got through school the best way I could. And I knew that I had to leave school as soon as I was able to. I got a job at 14. I was still going to school, but I got a job at 14. And I lied about my age. Well, I didn't lie about my age. I had a, I knew this girl who, I don't know, she's kind of attached herself to me. I wouldn't say we were friends, but she, she was kind of the only person who uh, really talked to me or anything. And she was actually really good at uh, talking and she would she would want a job she would go into a place she would get us both the job she wouldn't last the day and then I would stay (laughs) I stayed in the job um so it was really useful for me I got a job at 14 and then left school at 16 and uh got a job in London Mm, that's something you know Linda when you said you loved your dog uh, I know the reason it's because animals are unconditional loving Mm. creatures and, and that's, that was wonderful for you because everything else was conditional with your mom and other people. But the one thing that you said that uh, I can't tell you how many clients have said this to me, and I always was perplexed by it. They would say, I, I feel invisible. I feel, I've always been invisible. 
And so when I walk in a room, I don't think anybody even sees me. And by the way, they don't. Nobody comes over and says hi because I'm this invisible creature. And that was really so foreign to me because I've, I've never felt invisible. So I would kind of dig into that feeling. So did you feel that same way when you'd walk into a room, you didn't think anybody saw you? Um, yes. In fact, it played out in in a number of ways. You know, so if I went, it was as I grew older, you know, if I went somewhere and I, so let's say I was with a group of people, let's say we went out to eat. I was with a group of people and the server would come and would ask everybody else what they wanted and not me. <laughs> and, you know, so oh, wow. lots of things happened like that. And, um, you know, it's tempting to think, oh, what's wrong with them? Why aren't they, you know, why are they ignoring me? But I, kn- I knew it was because I became very good at becoming invisible. So, um, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so I literally did become invisible to people. Isn't that interesting? And now, you know, I just kind of want to go over here a little bit uh, to the invisible emotional energy and pain that people have felt. Can you identify that, Linda, because you have felt the invisible emotional energy and yes, pain yourself? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's where it comes from. Well, good. That takes me to my next part that I just can't wait to hear. And that's called your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, when did you discover you were an entrepreneur? Or did you ever, or did you feel like, oh my gosh, that's the word entrepreneurs. For me, I just never even heard of the word. So when somebody identified me as that, I'm like, I guess I better look that up. So how about, how about you? Tell me about um, your journey. Well, I never, I never would have imagined that I would start a business. And I, when I started my business, I certainly never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. I started my business. Well, I, I started studying energy really, although I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I, I started studying actually holistic health um, techniques and modalities just because I had an interest in that. And initially it was because my dog was sick. And that's why I started studying oh. that. And I just became fascinated with that. And what I know now is it's all about energy of the body, you know, the energy in the body and what the root cause of a problem is. Um, so I started studying that and I was just so excited by what I was learning and applying to myself and and how much better I felt um, that I just, it was was just one of those things. I I just thought I have to share this with people. People have to know this, you know? Um, So I was, I had gone from every time I got, I I got a job, I would think, Oh, this, this is great. This is going to be the job. This is going to be the one that's fulfilling. This is, you know, I finally found my place. And then within, I just say three to six months, I would be completely bored. And either the job wasn't what it turned, what it was supposed to be, or I just, once I'd mastered it, I, I would want to take on more and more because I was bored. Um, and so as I was studying this natural health and, and deciding I need, people need to, to uh, learn about this, I just decided oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to help people by helping them with their health. I had no idea about starting a business. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and coincidentally, well, no coincidences, but at that time when I was, I, I finished my degree and I thought, you know, this is what I want to do. My job become became so unbearable. Um, the owner of the company was bipolar and it was, it's just a really strange situation because you had to walk on eggshells around him. You never knew 
what version of him was going to show up. And um, it just became so intolerable that I had to leave. And so I, I left and that was when I thought, well, what am I gonna do now? And I thought, okay, well, this is it. This is your opportunity to do this. So I just started, I, I mean, I didn't know, I really didn't know what I was doing. And then at that time, I started also hearing a lot of people were telling me about this thing called feng shui, which was about energy in the environment. And so I found every book I could. There were only three I could find at the time and read all about that and just realized it, it just went hand in hand with all the, the health stuff. So it was energy in the body and energy in the environment. And I just knew I had to do this as well. And so I started to become a, a feng shui practitioner. I started my business doing both health and uh, environment and I just started and I, I thought okay the only way to do it is I have to go out and talk about this you know so I have to do, give presentations and do workshops which is really ironic because I was it's no <laughs> I'm not over emphasizing this I'm not not you know I could, could not be more afraid of public speaking. <laughs> I was terrified of it. <laughs> but I just thought, well, if I want to do this, I have to get over that and just get out and, and talk in front of people. And I'm sure I was probably really awful in the beginning, because um, I really was terrified. But I was so passionate about what I was talking about and sharing the information that I learned how to do it by not, not making it about me by by focusing on the information I was sharing and making sure that people left with something really of value and so I was able to get over my fear of speaking in front of people that way so that's what I did I just jumped in and and uh, did it yeah so so what was your business Linda what were you actually so offering I was offering um, holistic health consultations and feng shui consultations so people would either come to me to help them with their health or I would go to see to visit okay. their homes or businesses to help them with the energy there and because and, and you know the interesting thing was you know everything is all connected and when I was whether I was seeing someone for their health or whether I was working with someone in their home or their business it really came down to the same thing and that is what's going on inside them and how they are creating what they're creating, whether it's creating the, the health issues that they have or whether they're creating the struggles that they have in their life and how that's reflected in their environment and how changing the energy there can help to change the energy on an inner level. So it, it all came down to energy and what, what was happening on an inner level for them. So that, that's really what it came down to. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I know there's going to be somebody listening that really doesn't understand what feng shui is all about. I remember the first time I saw that word, I'd never heard of it before. Uh, can you put it in a nutshell, what feng shui it's, is? It's, it's basically energy. It's, it's the energy that's in your environment. So if you if you see someone who has an environment or in their home, they have a lot of clutter. You see, you see it. Extreme example would be the hoarders. You know, you've seen those programs. Mm -hmm. And you look at what's happening in their life. They are completely stuck. They have a lot of inner turmoil. There's a lot of emotional pain there. You can see that. That's an extreme example. But basically, you, the energy that's in your environment is an, a reflection of what's going on with you. 
And so when I would go and look at the or look at the energy, um, work with someone with the energy in their environment, I could look at it because I'm looking at it through the lens of energy. I could tell them and get a very clear indication of what was happening in in their life. And wow. then by you know, so then I could ask them questions about themselves. You know, now I I stopped doing that eventually because. I got frustrated because people would come to me with like, give me the pill that's going to fix my mm. health problem or tell me where to hang the wind chime to fix my life, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's not what I did. And people would often say to me that when I did a consultation with them, this wasn't what I expected. This is more like counseling, you know? And mm. um, so for me, it was all about always all, all about what's happening on an inner level. Um, and your environment is just a reflection of that. Yeah. You know, I, I, the one thing you said about the pill, isn't it true that we all want a quick fix? I mean, I want to lose 10 pounds today, actually. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's possible, but I want to. And so I think all of us are feeling like that. So I bet that would be frustrating. And I, you know the part I loved, Linda, that you said? I mean, if I could say this and scream it from a mountaintop, this is what I would say is, get out of your own way, speak up. I can't even believe that somebody that's shy and introverted like you and wants to be invisible would step up to a microphone, step up on stage and speak. I think that is the most admirable thing I've ever heard because you know it's the number one fear of everybody is mm. to public speak. Mm. Now, how and seriously, how did you do that? How did you make yourself stand in front of a group of people and do that? I could do it because I was so passionate about what I was talking about. Now I couldn't just stand up and give a speech on anything, you know, mm -hmm, I, but mm -hmm. I can, you know, as an introvert, you know, we're, we're well known for being quiet and I am very quiet. I'm a, I'm a, I am an observer. Um, and I only speak really when I have something, I feel I have something of value to say. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But you can't. You get me on this topic, and I can't shut up. You know, because oh, I, there's a. I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can have a discussion with somebody about this topic because it means so much to me. So that was the number one thing. You know, it, if it because it meant so much to me, I knew I had to do it. There was no question. So mm -hmm. then it was a, just a case of how are you going to get up there and do it? And being the person I am, I. I or I used to be, let me say that, I always thought, okay, well, I'm not obviously not good enough at doing this, so I have to learn how to do it, and I have to learn how to do it properly. And so I went on courses to learn how to be a speaker and learn oh. how to, you know, stand, stand in front of a room and give presentations. And I, I can remember one course I went on, and they were trying to tell me, you, you know that the Tony Robbins type of speaker, you know, the high energy, mm -hmm. rah, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and music and there's a sort of bouncing around. And they were trying to to get me to, you know, play music. They said, play some music before you go up there and, you know, be high energy. And <laughs> that was so not me. Um, but I heard um, Dennis Waitley. Do you know him? He's, oh, yes. Uh -huh. Yes. I heard him speak. I saw him speak one time. And he really, he's very quiet. He's an introvert. And he, something he said always stayed with me. He said, you know, you've just got to be yourself. And 
just you can't try to be somebody else stop don't try to be a polished speaker don't try to be anything and that was my big aha moment there because I thought you know what I'm not trying to be a, a Tony Robbins I'm not trying to be uh, a motivational speaker I'm just me standing here with some information to share and as long as I focused on that and I focused on I just want the audience to leave with something of value. Then I stopped thinking about or worrying about what I sounded like, what I looked like. Did they like me? Did they not? You know, all of those mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. I, I stopped thinking about all of those things. So, and I would even say, you know, I'll, I'll, you've probably heard me say this when I stand up, I'll say, you know, I'm not a professional speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker. I just have this information to share with you. And so many people, when I do that, so many people come up to me afterwards and say, oh, I, that really meant a lot to me, the fact that you said that, because, you know, it sort of gives them permission to be themselves. You, yes. know, like you don't have to be something else. And that that was the, the big thing. I'm not trying to be something else that I'm not. And I make it about the information and the people who are there, really. So yeah, that was a that's, long answer. <laughs> no, that was a beautiful answer, Linda. You just said that so beautifully. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now. But inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career and also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families? Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step -step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called Your Gift is Your Niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? And I'd always say, your gift is your niche. So now I created a course called yourgiftisyourniche.com and I spell niche with an N-I-C-H-E. And in this very affordable, life-changing course, I walk you through very simple exercises. They'll not only help you find your unique gifts, but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills. You know, the ones you came into this world with. I'm so glad I created something that I, I, don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into an, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life. That's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, N-I-C-H-E. And if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation. And when you said when you said about the music and the Tony Robbins, uh, I really, I've just a flashback came because I know what you're um, thinking. 
no, no, I'm not going to go to the to there, but I'm going to go to my thing with maximizing success because I owned an event business and that's exactly what they did. All these speakers mm-hmm. would turn on the music and they'd run up and slap everybody's hands on their way to the stage. And I just simply could not do it. And so I would go up on stage and just wait for people to get up there to me and shake their hand and introduce them because it was not me. And I just loved how you just said it, you know, the, the be yourself. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, you know, I'm going to have to tell that story or <laughs> I'm not telling it. You are. And so now you, you all know who Linda is by this time in this interview, you see that she is a, a very wonderful low key person that wants to share. If she's really passionate about something, she really wants to share that with you. So go ahead, tell them the cruise story. <laughs> it's too good to not tell it. <laughs> well, I think it's a great example of be careful what you ask for. You know, uh-huh. you yeah. have to be very specific <laughs> about what you want. So there was a, a period in, in my life I, I decided, um, you know, I, I grew to actually, I, I've grown to enjoy uh, speaking in front of people, being in front of groups. I, I have grown to enjoy that as long as I do it on my terms. And you know, I was doing a lot of workshops and things in hotels and um, places like that in schools, you know, adult education type things that there were not nice environments. And, and particularly given the importance of environment to me, I, I, I decided, you know, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it in nice places. I, I want to do it. And I decided in like spas and retreats and on cruises, you know, places like that. And so I, uh, of course, went on a course to, to learn how to um, speak on, how to get uh, speaking engagements on cruises and things like that, how you go about that. And so I decided, yes, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go on a Caribbean cruise and, and I'm going to be a speaker. Um, <laughs> and so I did. I reached out to the, to the cruise lines and um, I got hired to be a speaker for two cruises at the same destination. It was a Mexican cruise. When I say hired, they don't pay you, but you get the cruise for free. You know, you go. So my husband and I went on the cruise and, you know, I, you just don't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect really at all. It's the first time I'd, I'd ever done it. So the first thing was, you know, you arrive at the airport and they're picking people up from the airport. And I, what what I learned was the cruise employees don't really know what to do with you as when you're a guest lecturer. Oh, the other piece I'll add to that is that the what they wanted me to speak about on the cruises was not my topics. They wanted me to speak about uh, the destinations we were going to. And because I was so, so badly wanted to speak on cruise, I, I, on a cruise, I decided, okay, well, it might not be the topic I want to speak on, but can I put together a, a presentation on the destinations we're going to? Yes, I can do that. So, so I did that. <laughs> So I was I was the guest lecturer. I was a guest lecturer for the destinations we were going to. And I my idea was that I thought there would be several of us, several speakers. And, you know, they they did mention there'd probably be an orientation of some kind. And I thought, you know, they'd get us all together and and tell us what we needed to do. So anyway, we eventually get to the ship and there's uh, get into uh, our cabin. Now you're in crew quarters. Right? So it's down in the bowels of the ship we were in uh, crew quarters and uh, there's a, a letter on the bed when I go in there and it said um you know please call us when you get here so I called and I was told oh you need to come for this orientation 
um, just before the welcome aboard show. So, you know, can you come and meet this person? They'll meet you in, in one of the bars. So my husband and I went and we, we went to this bar and I met this person. They said, okay, you know, come with me. So off I went and followed this person. <laughs> and they're taking me all around the, the ship, right in the bowels of the ship, all sort of through the, the, the back hallways that you would never see. And um, they're telling me all these things. And I'm thinking, well, where are the other people? You know, why is it just me? And she's given me this spiel about, you know, what to do and what not to do. And we, we end up backstage and she's telling me what to do in case of a fire and what, you know, what kind of things you should wear. I'm thinking, why is she telling me this? You know, I, I don't know why I need to know all this. Anyway, I just sort of nodded along. And then we get right backstage and I'm seeing all these people. Um, they're warming up for the show. I'm seeing the comedian who's rehearsing his lines. I'm seeing dancers in feathers and all these outfits. And they're, they're limbering up and sequins and all of this. And I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm here. But um, anyway, so then she takes me right backstage and says, okay, just wait there. Someone will come um, and talk to you. And so this man came up to me and handed me a microphone. And they said, he said, Okay, so when they call you, <laughs> um, I want you to, you know, just just really be high energy, tell them what your talks are going to be about and why they want to come. And I, my heart was just in my mouth, you know, I thought, oh my God, they're expecting me to go on the stage with all these people. And I, just, <laughs> I, I was not, so not prepared for this. And then the cruise director came up to me and, you know, these people, they're, they're, they're so high energy and bouncy and, and he came up to me and said, oh, hi, Linda, you know, okay, I'm going to call your name and I just want you to come out you know, and all of this. Anyway, so the curtain goes up and uh, the music starts and the dancers go out and then the cruise director went out there and he, um, he was introducing all his staff members and they each did a little turn, you know, they all sort of one of them, sang one of them did a little dance routine they do all these things and you know very very high energy and I'm thinking oh please god what am I gonna do I don't know what I'm gonna do um give me something to say you know and my heart was just hammering and then eventually he he called my name and here's here's our guest speaker (laughs) and so I learned I was the guest speaker on the ship I wasn't a guest speaker I was the guest speaker and so I I couldn't even tell you what I said I mean I just went out there and I (laughs) tried to tap into some kind of high energy something I don't know and um, I, I also knew I was told that if I got into trouble he would ask me questions to you know sort of spur me along and um Obviously, I must have done okay because he didn't ask me any questions. I just I was there for about two minutes and then I left. You know, I walked off stage. I was in such a state of shock. <laughs> I handed the microphone over to someone. I said, "Please tell me how to leave here. How do I get out?" And he said, um, "Oh, there's a door. You know, go through that door over there." So I went through this door and then I'm suddenly outside on the ship and it's pitch black at night. I didn't know where I was. I hadn't had a chance to really orientate myself with the ship so I just started walking until I found a door where I could get inside and then went in search of my husband and my poor husband he kind of realized what might be going on and so he'd made his way into the audience and and watched me (laughs) and uh, I just said to him I need to drink take me somewhere I can get a drink (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) 
<laughs> it is one of the best stories I've ever heard. I absolutely cannot get enough of that story because <laughs> when Linda came back and told me this whole thing, I, well, I guess it was Jeff that we should have had on this podcast <laughs> because Jeff said, I'm sitting in the audience. Now he's as low key as Linda is <laughs> and he's sitting in the audience and all of a sudden, didn't you come up? onto this I mean wasn't no, there no. kind of so when the show started the stage came up you know with all these people oh, yeah. on it and, uh, <laughs> he's sitting there and he's he's thinking oh no I know I think I think Linda's gonna have to do this what's she gonna do what's she... <laughs> oh that's so funny and oh he was dying it was he said I just was dying sitting yeah, there he was in as much shock as I was <laughs> yes he was but here's the, the my favorite part is he said <laughs> Who is she? Who is this person up there? Because obviously you plugged into some kind of high energy. (laughs) Yeah, he said he was looking at me and he's thinking, oh my God, (laughs) how is she doing that? I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't dancing about or anything like that, but you know, I channeled something from somewhere. I don't know. Oh, so funny. It's just the funniest story because. Once you know somebody as well as I know you, Linda, and and I, I can't. I, I would have loved to have been in that audience so, because I would have been falling on the floor. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't see myself. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I hope there's no video of it out there anyway because I don't. I'd probably be asking who that person is too. <laughs> I well, here's the thing I admire you so much for, and that is whenever you decided. Hey, I'm, I want to do that now. You just went and you did it, but you always got help. You would take a course or you would read all kinds of books about it. How many courses do you think you have taken? So far? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot, but no, seriously, I love that about you. Oh, how many? I don't know. I mean, as you know, for a presentation once I went through this and I, I started listing all the things that I'd done, I'd done and I shocked even myself. I, I want to say, I don't know, 50, maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, but I admire that because so many people just take off and try to do something on their own and they just don't even know what all the rules are around that. But you did. You always found out. Now, I wanted to say to you, um, our last question, before I give the the golden nuggets that I got out of today from you, I, I really wanted people that listen to this podcast and give us their precious time to really walk away with something. And so what is a tangible tool that you have used, Linda, to grow your business? Because I just have a feeling uh, you can help so many people with that tool. Well, for me, I have to say um, the best tool for me has been um, creating online courses. And uh, it's so, so easy now. And when I first started doing them, it wasn't easy. I had to, there wasn't, and now there's a platform where you can just host everything and people can buy from there and they, you know, it it does everything. Um, When I first started doing it, I, I had to, put all the pieces together and do it all myself. I used to record audio CDs and mail them out to people. And it was, it was a lot of work. So um, it's a lot, lot easier now. And, you know, as a, as the introvert that I am, it, it's beautiful because it means I get to create and I get to speak to people. I get to do all these things, but I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't have to be dealing with, you know, hotels and, and in rooms mm-hmm. that I don't, 
that don't feel good and all of that. So it allows me, I would say it allows me to be me, to create and get my my stuff and my message out there in a very effective and efficient way. I, I think that's my my favorite tool. And what platform did you choose? Well, I just recently moved. I was on Teachable, which which was very good when I, I got started, but I just moved over to Thinkific and I think I like it better. Okay. Okay. I just like people to really know because what if somebody's listening to us today and they think it's time. I want to put my course online. It's time for me to do that and help so many other people. Well, Linda, where can people reach you? Uh, because I know there's people listening that want to learn more about you or even get one of get to one of your digital courses. Um, well, probably the best thing is my website, which is just simply lindabins.com. Um, and you can always contact me through there if you want to ask me any questions or share something with me, share a cruise experience. Yeah, really. <laughs> Or invite you to be a main speaker on the next cruise that they're on. Right. Uh, I want to spell that for you. It's Linda, L-I-N-D-A, Benz, B-I-N-N-S.com. Yes. Uh, because sometimes people, you know, they just don't give you the exact place to go. But all you have to do is Google Linda and you'll see her all over the place also. I'm just so proud of you, Linda. And I thank you so much for your wonderful knowledge today. And, and especially for making me laugh so hard uh, because I needed to laugh today. Well, <laughs> and I just say you, you asked for because really, <laughs> yes. I got exactly what I asked for, but I wasn't specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Thank you so much, Linda. I Thank so appreciate you. it. And now I'd like to give you what, what I feel are the golden nuggets that Linda shared with us today. You can possibly, yeah, I know you can't possibly now understand well, I'm saying that all wrong. You can possibly understand why she's not only just a colleague, but she's my friend. Because she's just this down-to-earth person that you could rely on and you can trust and you can share and she can be your confidant. And that's how I feel about her. So here are my six golden nuggets from Linda. Number one, pay attention to your interests because that's where your passion is. Now, with Linda, she started out with holistic health and went into feng shui, and it's all about energy. That's her passion. That's what she loves to talk about. Number two, get over yourself. It's not <laughs> about you. It's about your message. Number three, speak up and speak out about your passion because somebody out there is hearing you. They're listening to you. Number four, get help when needed. And here's the thing about the getting the help. You do not have to do 50 courses, but you do need to get help. And number five, be yourself because everyone else is taken. You know, so just be who you are. And number six, be careful what you ask for because you could end up on a cruise ship just like Linda with feathers and a headdress on. Who knows? So uh, thank you again, Linda. This has been my pleasure. And uh, until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noldrain. Thank you for coming to the podcast. We all have the same amount of time given to us each and every day. Thank you so much for sharing your precious time with me today. Please join us in our free Facebook group. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. This is a safe place for all of us to have meaningful conversations beyond this podcast. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. <laughs>